great, great guest with me joining me at Mont-Tremblant here in Canada in Montreal, uh, Mr. Yanis Moati from HotelsByDay.com. He's the co-founder and CEO of the website and mobile app. That's right. Johannes, great to have you here. Well, it's a pleasure to have uh, to be here. Uh, thank you so much, Andre. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure. I've been following all those podcasts before, so I'm, I'm honored. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank That's you. great. Great. Yeah. Let's get started. Basically, um, why don't you give us a bit of a background of your history and how you came to create uh, my hotel or hotelsbyday.com? Yeah. yeah. And what was your inspiration? Yeah. So that uh, you, the, the sure. viewers get a bit of a background on your, on your Absolutely. history. Absolutely. A pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so essentially, uh, my background is 15 years of travel before launching Hotels by Day three years ago. And um, I started when I was a teenager, I started as a, a tour guide in Italy oh. uh, and in France a little bit. And then I moved on to a travel agent, a tour operator, but everything was done a la carte, tailor mm -hmm. made to uh, exactly what the customer wanted to go in Europe. Mm -hmm. and, um, and throughout those experiences, being a, a tour guide, a travel agent, and a tour operator, uh, we had many guests that uh, wanted a, a short stay. They arrived very early in the morning in Europe, uh, say 7 a.m. Uh, on a long haul, and they wanted, before they started their tour, they wanted a place to be able to rest, shower, change, uh, take a nap for a few hours, and not necessarily book a night stay. And every time I asked the general managers, the, the ones we had contacts with, the ones that we sent groups to, I said, hey, would you have a room for half a day? It was harder than pulling teeth. Hmm. Um, even though I, do, I did remember that when I was a, a, a tour guide and that I sent off the group or, or the customer to you know, visit of the Vatican, um, and then I went back to the hotel because I could putz around for a few hours. I remember walking hallways at the hotel of empty rooms. So I knew those rooms existed, mm -hmm. I've seen it, I've touched them, uh, but yet it was impossible to get them. And what I realized is that the hotel essentially was missing the protocol and the technology to be able to um, turn those rooms, to be able to assign those rooms, to be able to have a front desk that knows exactly what to do. You know, front desk is somewhat of a chaotic uh, uh, job. And so the last thing you wanna do to your staff over there uh, that is basically the, the, the front line to you know, all your customers, the last thing you want to do is give them an extra work, right? And is it worth it for half a day room? To most hoteliers, it's not. Until they plug into our system and they make it easy. So that essentially was the goal of Hotels by Day, is to create mm -hmm. something that was making it easy for the hoteliers to just plug in, run those rooms, and, and, and be able to do two things at once. One, provide flexibility to their customers, and also increase their, their revenues yeah, because right. it, you okay. know we live in yeah. a, a, yeah. a pressured environment in terms of revenue so that can yeah. give a, a little bit of a boost. Okay, where's the differentiator between you uh, and what you're offering compared to someone just coming in off the street and saying I need a room for two or three hours, I've got a layover or I need to have a shower before my flight. Uh, essentially a walk-in, um, yeah. but it's not for the overnight stay, it's just for a few hours. Yeah. That, that, that's something ho hotels can accommodate. Yeah. Admittedly, their PMSs don't always have the flexibility, but yeah. nine times out of the ten, the hotel will accommodate the request and yeah. make it work somehow. Yeah. So I'd like to try to understand how your product or your software 
enables that so that it's easier or it's more frictionless perhaps for yeah. the hotelier and yeah. for the consumer. Yeah. How does it work on either side? Yeah. So without being polemical, I'd like to say, you know, uh, selling a, a night room to a hotel is nothing new, right? No. And so selling a day room in the same way is nothing new as well to them. Yeah. However, um, the difference is that uh, there's two main differences here. Uh, a walk-in, uh, however much a hotel will welcome it, sometimes they cannot accept it, uh, especially for a day room, right? Because the front desk would prefer possibly to uh, turn that room off or turn that customer off and, 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 and not accept that customer because they don't have the protocol set for uh, at what time will the checkout be. Uh, what, you know, they need to prepare their hotels for this. And mm. I've, I've realized it. Now that we launched the company, it's been three years now in the making, we launched it with 15 hotels, we have over 700 hotels as we speak of, um, you know, it's a drop in the bucket, but you know, it's, a, it's an amazing achievement so far as a startup and being that we're profitable and all that. But to go back to your question, um, why does the hotel need us versus doing it, doing it themselves? Now, let me be clear, some hotels, especially the good ones, they already have a program set up. Um, and so what Hotels by Day essentially mm. is uh, makes the whole process easier for the whole, uh, ho the, the whole operations of the hotel to know exactly when will the customer check in, when will the customer check out, how much will the customer pay, uh, what type of revenue does it fall in, where to put it into their PMS. By the way, most PMS take it, it's the CRS that does not. So there's a problem with the delivery right now oh, that I we're trying you. to you know, solve. That's the reason why I'm here. Um, one of the main reasons is to meet people like you, but yeah. also try to find the solution to a problem that um, it was, nobody cared up to a certain point until we, uh, startups like ours, come in and, uh, and show that there's a real uh, uh, demand out there uh, with guests that are loving it, guests that want it, the flexibility of booking a hotel room is becoming an ever-increasing need at the hotel. So we're here to be able to support, to, to hold the hand of the hotel. So basically, what's the difference between walking and us? We, uh, you, there's no more guesswork in that uh, day stay that we provide you. Uh, everything is set up, all the protocols are set up, the front desk guidelines are set up for the front desk to follow, and it's just front desk just reading uh, a, a sheet that tells them when is check-in, when is check-out, what's the rate, etc., how to charge, when to charge, uh, where to put it into their PMS, etc. So there's no more guesswork. It makes it easier for everybody to go through that process. Okay, okay got it. Okay, understood. So tell me a little bit about what, from a technical perspective, has been your biggest challenge when, yeah. when getting off the ground. Yeah, um, the biggest challenge so far is the fact that all of uh, hospitality technology uh, is uh, geared towards um, transacting a night stay. Nobody has ever thought of, uh, you know, focusing their effort. I, pardon me. A lot of people have thought about it, but mm. nobody really wanted to focus their effort in hospitality technology in processing a day room. Mm -hmm. So here we are, happy-go-lucky, coming in and say, hey, you know, let's provide flexibility. Let's provide, you know, this on-demand consumerism that that consumers everywhere and guests everywhere are expecting. They're expecting to book everything uh, when they want it. Uh, it could be their groceries. It could be uh, the car ride. It could be, uh, you know, shopping online. But yet, 
they're fixed to checking in no earlier than 3 and they must leave the next day by 11. It does not make sense to today's society. So, uh, you know, we're coming in and say, hey, let's do it together. But unfortunately, the whole ecosystem of technology does not process day states. So this is our main major challenge. And mm. so we're fairly happy to uh, come to 700 hotels after three years, but we know that if we had a seamless connectivity into the CRS, uh, from channel managers or from us, uh, into the CRS, back into the PMS, we would have 10 times more hotels, if not maybe 100 times more hotels, because many hotels said, I'd like to work with you, but I don't want to deal with an extranet. Right, okay. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to my next question. What, when you're talking to the hotels, what are the top three questions, for example, that they ask you uh, when, they would, when, when they're interested and they want to know more about how it works? Well, what are the three main, um, on average, the three real issues that they kind of think about when they're talking to you? It's a good question. Um, so, so far, um, I've realized, we've realized that uh, day rooms reside in uh, two main buckets. Uh, one is when people, when, when people in the industry think about day rooms, they think of essentially it's an airport product, it's not a, a product for a city center property. Yeah. That's the first thought. The second thought immediately, sometimes even preceding that, that first thought, yeah. is the, the fact that they think it's a romantic yeah. aspect only. Yeah. Uh, so it's not. Uh, we, as a, a, a startup, were able to communicate to the audience out there, seeing the bigger picture of things and, and telling the audience, look, now you have flexibility for your short trips from Connecticut to New York or from a suburb to a major city or vice versa. You can now use a room to shower, change, work, uh, work in privacy, meet in privacy because let's not you know, deny the fact that yes, there are people meeting up on a romantic aspect, just like it would happen at night stays as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't want to deny, I don't want to shy away. But yes, uh, so two of the three challenges that uh, uh, hotels have with us is one to think that it's not a product for them, that would be airport, that would be romantic, so they don't necessarily want to associate their uh, hotel with that type of angle. Um, and also uh, then, you know, the third one is, um, it, it depends on who you're talking to, the audience, right? So the audience, uh, sometimes they would say, hey, it does not connect, so I would love it, but come back to me when it does. We have solutions to that, by the way, because we make it very easy to uh, plug and play and to set and forget, essentially. You set your rate once and then you forget about it because it doesn't yield as much as a night stay. Um, and so um, the third issue might be either the technology issue or the price parity issue, uh, where a lot of hotels are saying, hey, listen, uh, we probably cannot sell a day room at the same rate as a night stay. Mm. So, uh, and truthfully, and uh, indeed, uh, a day room has to be half the rate. Um, so more or less for about six hours uh, of, a, of a high quarter ADR rate. So we take the high quarter ADR, ADR, we half it, and that's usually what our American partners are giving us for a day room rate. So they're worried about actually the contracts they sign with other OTAs uh, of price parity issues on the contract. And the good news mm -hmm. is that uh, it's not the same product. 
Night stays are yeah. under parity rules. Day stays is a you know apple and oranges. It's yeah. a whole different yeah. uh, product, and so we're not under that concern. Okay. So why is it do you think that the OTAs don't offer this as well? What why why is it that it took for you guys to come along? And I know you've got a couple of competitors out there as well. Why is it that 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 had to happen? Why don't Booking or Expedia or the others? offer that? Truth, truthfully, that's one of the questions that actually stopped me and put a pause on launching Hotels by Day because I said okay. at some point they'll see that there's a gap there and they're just gonna you know uh, drive into it forcefully um, and then I realized years passed on and nobody did it. Mm. Why? Mm. Uh, well there's two theories to that. Um, essentially um, Technology not connecting as seamlessly as everybody wishes is definitely a pause to this. Uh, but also, let's consider that the granularity of flexibility, when they're flying so high with so many bookings, right, it does not make sense for them to spend so much time for so little as it is right now. We're developing this market. We're creating the protocols. They're not in that business of creating protocols at the hotel. They're in the business of sending you a booking and then it's your problem. Mm. But we're here to solve the problem of the hotel. We want them to make extra revenue. We're giving them all the tools and, and, and solutions for them to uh, make extra revenue at the least possible problems. I'll, I'll give you an example. My first job, uh, one that I did not mention right now, but my first job out of university was in finance. Uh, and I worked, uh, worked as a stockbroker in 97, from 97 to 99. Mm -hmm. And there was a story then that totally blew my mind. Uh, when the, you know, the dot-com boom, everything, everybody made so much money. And there was a story that I read on Wall Street Journal that said, uh, Bill Gates has uh, come to a level of being so rich that if he saw $100 on the street, it would cost him more to stop and pick it up than just walk away from it. And I think, I think the analogy is very good uh, with uh, what's going on with OTAs, booking, Expedia. Mm. You know, they're, they're, for them to stop and analyze this sector right now mm. makes no mm. sense for them. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. All right, let's, let's um, change the topic a little bit. As a startup, where do you find your biggest challenges? What, what, what were some of the biggest hurdles that you had to get across to, to launch and to get going and to keep going? You've been going now three years? Three years. That's, three years and two months. That's good stuff. Well yeah. done. So yeah. Thank you. What, in those three years, what's been the biggest challenge for you? Uh, pretty much everything. Okay. <laughs> uh, Give me your top three. <laughs> Uh, staying alive, waking up in the morning, <laughs> okay. waking up in the morning, uh, uh, having you know constant good mood and, and always yeah. hoping for the best and looking to the best and you know seeking the best and aiming for the best. Uh, definitely. So you know. So more seriously, I, I think one of the main challenge is to be able to understand your consciousness. Where are you? How are you thinking? And how will you bypass all the stumbling blocks? Because there's one uh, constant uh, factor when you launch anything is that you will have everybody against you all the time uh, and yourself you will be also your possible worst enemy. There's a lot of self-doubt at times, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a constant, yeah. especially in the first three years on the new model that you know everybody kind of laughs at you when yeah. you come in. Yeah. So there will be a lot of that um, and I think that as a startup um, and a CEO founder, 
I think one of the main challenges out there is really yourself. Who are you? Are you able to take it? Are you willing to take it? Uh, and can you uh, pass the hurdles? Um, besides that, if you have this core uh, solved, I think you can solve anything because mm -hmm. everything else would be an accounting irregularity uh, or uh, you know a funding issue, um, some uh, you know back and forth with a partner or a customer or an investor or a board member is yeah. meaningless. Yeah. If you yeah. if your core is good, then you yeah. can solve everything. And, yeah, that's true. and by the way, everybody is looking onto you to solve their worst fears and their worst concern and their worst possible uh, you know, angles to what you're doing, right? Because uh, unfortunately a reaction of most people out there, and staff included by the way, so you, you need to always keep it going, keep it live and keep it honest, keep it real, mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and share, share the wealth, share the community, share the ideas, uh, share as much as possible. Uh, that's why I took the opportunity of talking to you uh, because I, you know, it's another uh, uh, method of sharing. Sure. Um, but yes, um, people will come in with their, their first instinct that might not be the best. Mm. So you need to solve that and you need to interpret that, solve it and, and work around it and hopefully you okay. will be successful. Good, good. Now you're on Shark Tank as well. Oh yes. Uh, I believe last year, right? Oh, 2017? Yes. Tell February, me about that experience. I, I don't often get the opportunity to, to, to meet people or talk to people that have actually gone through that experience. So, And I've been told that the actual filming of the show takes actually a full day mm. and, and that it's heavily edited um, before it actually gets onto, onto screen. Mm. So tell me about the experience. What was it like and um, how did it feel? I feel like maybe I should interview myself because it was such a surreal experience, such an out-of-body experience that I don't even realize it was me that was there right. uh, at this point. But um, it was extraordinary. Uh, extraordinary in so many ways. One, because you are enveloped for three days in an environment that is completely out of the ordinary, yeah. that, you know, that you don't face on a daily basis. Yeah. It's on the go all the time. It's multiple uh, screening before you get on TV because they might at last minute realize that you don't, you know, you'll succumb under pressure type of thing. Oh, right. um, um, and, and it's constant like uh, intimidation by, you know, this environment of mm. like cameras everywhere, right? Mm. Um, and so um, you come in and then you pitch, totally surreal, to a bunch of five guys that were there, uh, TVs <laughs> from every corner, sometimes like zapping in front of you, zapping in on the side of you. Uh, so it's kind of, it's a fire, uh, it's a war scenario. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to keep your calm. And uh, you, uh, something that I was not totally aware of. And look, I, I'm not a big fan of the show, so it's not like I've seen a lot of it. And I come in under a big chip on my shoulder saying, oh, this, you know, compared to what they sometimes fund, uh, I said to myself, well, this is super scalable. It's an internet business versus a cupcake business. It's going to work out so well. So, you know, shame on me for not coming in with uh, as much um, homework as possible. So I said to myself, it's going to be a conversation with investors like I've had many more. But unfortunately, the one component I did not uh, take into account is that it's TV and TV is drama. And so yeah. what those sharks were there for is create drama in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, and yes, it was a longer 
period than what's been edited, yeah. uh, and it's been edited only under the most dramatic moments. Yeah. Uh, but yet, it was yeah. definitely worth it. So I, anybody that is yeah. has the opportunity, they should do yeah. it. Yeah. We were invited, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, we were. Yeah, Fantastic. I didn't even pitch it. Uh, we were invited. I've, you know, a lot of people think of the model of hotel rooms for the day yeah. as being intriguing as being, um, you know, a little bit like salacious. So it's like, oh my God, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Um, so it, 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 it's made for TV. Yeah. Well, I think that is something, um, generally, there is a stigma about renting rooms by day. It's, mm -hmm. It goes back years. Yeah. It's, it, it's, and it's something that, uh, you know, I def definitely see you providing the right type of opportunity and service for, for travelers, especially business people who need to have space for a meeting or time out or whatever. Um, and I think um, getting that message to the hotel might probably be one of your biggest challenges and getting them to yeah. see the value of what you can offer them. Because at the end of the day, when the day's gone, that room was empty, yeah. they got nothing for it. They never get that back. So, it's newfound money for them. Yeah. And so I'd like to say, uh, and not to take too much of your time on, on no questions no, so no, far, no, please. but I'd like to say this, we fall into two different categories. Uh, for the audience, because we're a marketplace, we need to, you know, provide uh, good services and 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 uh, and an asset for both audiences. So, to our guests, we're the on-demand society. We're helping hotels get to the on-demand, so that they get to book a hotel stay that's less rigid than the 20 hours. Which, by the way, people think 24 hours. No, it's 19 or 20, right? It's mm -hmm. a pack of hours for the night. Mm -hmm. We're a pack of hours for the day. So it's right. the same business, right. a different cycle. Right. So together with the hotel, we close the loop on the revenue cycle of that room. And that's the on-demand society. Uh, and for the hotel, we're the sharing economy solution, right? right. Because right. that room, even if you're 100% committed at night, you've got so many guests leaving early in the morning, earlier than 9, so many guests coming after 7 p.m., and you only committed 40% of your rooms between guests that are actually staying two, three nights, right? Length of stay. And so you only have, you have 60% of your inventory during the day sitting idle, mm. boring as hell, mm. not making any money for you. Mm. And today's society, mm. no crazy. sense. No, today's economy, no sense. So we're, we're yeah. solving two problems yeah, at once. Right. You said that before that your challenge wasn't necessarily with the PMSs, but more the CRSs. Mm -hmm. um, how are they uh, in terms of the bigger players, the bigger CRSs? Mm -hmm. I won't name them. I think we all know who they are. But how are they uh, accepting of you when you go and talk to them and you say, listen, guys, yeah. we really need you to accommodate these requirements. Yeah. Yeah. How willing are they to work with you? Yeah. Look, I, I understand um, in the last three years that I've been going to conferences that a lot of people like to point fingers at uh, the antiquated hospitality ecosystem, right? And saying, oh, it's their fault, it's their fault. Uh, it would be best if, it's, uh, if the API was open, if there was no pay to play, if any startup could you know, be helped to grow. But at the same time, I understand that concern. You know, they have a lot of... Uh, big problems to solve and that uh, the first startup that comes in and asks for um, a, um, connectivity uh, you know they, they might have too many of those requests for them to really spend their time on it um, so uh, when we got to them when we asked them uh, if we can connect their first request is, could you show me the size of the market and it was not enough at that time it might still be not enough. I think right now we're on the border. I'm seeing a lot of 
interaction that I we did not have two years ago for two reasons. One, uh, because at that time we were not proven. Now we're proven. Two, because we actually grew that market from you know almost zero to hopefully hero in five years. Yeah. Uh, so so now it's borderline. The the mentalities are changing right. in technology and mentalities are changing also in hospitality. We are actually dealing with more uh, inbound leads than uh, the time that we spend in trying to seek other mm -hmm. new hotels. Mm -hmm. So things are changing right now. Everybody's mm -hmm. starting to see that there's a broader market than the two buckets that I mentioned, which is, yeah. uh, you know. So the door hotel. is slowly opening in yeah, that sense. Slowly. Yeah, yeah. I have to break it out. My yeah. shoulder hurts yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to like, break some, it open. Get some padding on there. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. And Janis, finally, what, um, what advice would you give someone? Let's say I'm a hotel student, I'm about to graduate, um, I'm more interested in perhaps I've found a niche in the technology side, I'm more interested in creating a product or, or, or a piece of technology that I think could benefit the industry. Yeah. What would be your advice in terms of them getting started from scratch? Yeah. Uh, so let's say that uh, if I were to do it again, I would spend more time on the um, on analyzing the market, on studying the various pain points, um, on uh, figuring out the as best as possible the solutions to those pain points. Um, so a little bit more study, a little less kamikaze, which is my way was very kamikaze. Let's jump in the pool and swim and see you know if the water is cold or hot. Um, so you know it really depends on what solution they might have found. Uh, but uh, but 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 the planning phase is very important, and I would say measure twice, cut once. Um, I learn a lot of things on the job, on the fly. Uh, but then again, you know that's been my path personally. Uh, my childhood, my different education has always put me forward with absolutely no background at all into a situation in which I had to deal with things. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're coming with different, uh, you know, uh, religion, different um, uh, uh, ethnic backgrounds and all that stuff. So that was kind of my way of doing things. And if I were to do hotels by day again, I would spend a little bit more time in studying exactly what was the pain point of the hotel before I actually launched it. And, and I launched, we launched it rather, not I, but we launched it with a lot of fanfare, a lot of claiming the changing the world, right? And that's, I guess that's good, but yeah. I, I would analyze that type of yeah. pitch yeah. because it rubs a lot of people wrong too. You can, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Johannes, very, thank you very much. Thank you, Andrew. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for watching everybody. If you enjoyed that, make sure you subscribe. And when you subscribe, hit the bell icon next to the button so that you get the notifications. And until next time, it's bye from Canada. Bye-bye.